It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Hey folks, Steve Siddall here with yet another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on great radio stations all over the country each and every week. And this is all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like to reach any of the advisors featured here, call them 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Well, the advisors certainly had plenty on their minds this week. When don't they? Uh, Coach Pete DeRuta talks about creating the play checks in retirement. Paul Roberts and Kevin Frisbee, both big into cryptocurrency. I think you'll be interested to hear what they have to say. Mike Levy says today's life insurance is not what it used to be and could even be good for single people. Brian Quaranta talks about new rules for inherited IRAs. They aren't all good. Dave Perkins takes us back to 1979. I've got a broker's behaving badly that's going to make you angry. But now, let's take a look at the week that was. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way Another roller coaster the ride in the market this week. Now, early on, it was almost panic city. And then Thursday, the market recovered, making some solid gains. And that seems to be carrying over into Friday. And it appears that we will end the week this Friday, about where we were last Friday. The number of Americans applying for unemployment aid rose last week for the second straight week. 351,000 is the number. That's a sign the Delta variant of the coronavirus may be disrupting the job market's recovery, at least temporarily. Well, speaking of jobs, Starbucks says workers shouldn't have the right to vote for a union on a cafe-by-cafe basis. Now, that was triggered by a store in Buffalo, New York, trying to unionize. Lawyers for Starbucks says it should involve all the stores in Buffalo, not just one. A labor board officer is hearing arguments on whether to have separate votes at each of the three stores or hold a larger vote. A bigger group could ultimately derail the labor company by flooding the election with voters with whom the union hasn't been in contact. And if you're wondering why there seems to be some shortages of things, you can look to the West Coast. SoCal, a huge traffic jam. No, not on the 405, but in the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. There are a record number of container ships waiting to unload. Together, the ports move 40% of container imports in the U.S. and 30% of the exports, and they serve as a key gateway for imported goods from Asia. Hmm. Traffic has been rising since last summer amid a pandemic-induced buying boom that created a backlog at both ports and overwhelmed the workforce, some of whom themselves are recovering from covid Speaking of shortages, Costco has announced they'll be limiting the amount of toilet paper and water customers can buy. Really? Yeah, they say it's to prevent shortages, like we saw at the beginning of the pandemic. The warehouse chain confirmed in a call with analysts on Thursday that it had reinstated purchase limits on items such as toilet paper and packs of its own brand Kirkland Water to prevent shortages. Customers are buying more and more of these items amid the spread of the Delta variant, it told the analysts. 
Way to feed the fear, Costco. Pizza. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. First up, as always, America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. Now, in this clip from Financial Safari, Coach Pete, producer Thomas Lipscomb, and NHL Hall of Fame broadcaster Chuck Caton are discussing a missing book in the studio. And then it's all about planning for retirement. Well, in my studio, I used to have a copy of a book by Tom Hegna called Paychecks and Playchecks. Oh, yeah. Re- yeah. Retirement Tips Wife. But someone stole it. <laughs> it must be a pretty <laughs> good book. All right. And uh, I, I have a couple more upstairs. But Tom Hegna, a really good writer uh, who specializes in talking about retirement planning and writing about talk retirement planning, also was a, had featured on that PBS special a few years ago. Still, I still see it on TV every now and then. Don't worry. Retire happy. That's right. Now, what's the best way to retire, Chuck? The best way to retire is to be ecstatic about it and yeah. be confident yeah. and be happy, uh, uh, you know. So in his book, Don't Worry, Retire Happy, Tom talks about seven steps to retirement security. Really good phrase right there. Okay. Yeah. Retirement's one thing. Hey, he's retired. Yeah, but is he secure? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Is his money going to be there all the way through his retirement? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Or you hear about, well, Jane went back to work. Why? She liked working? No, but no. she ran out of money. Yeah. Or her husband died, or, or someone went to the nursing home yeah. and didn't have the plan. That's so right. there's all yeah. sorts of th- wrenches that get thrown in to our plans, unfortunately. And it's, it's more than just raining on our ball games back in the day when I was growing up. It would always sure. thunderstorm in Warrenburg, North Carolina, about Wouldn't 7 p.m. <laughs> right <laughs> time for our Little League baseball yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the umpire would see the little clouds coming in. We'd see them, too. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't too long before we have to go wait in the station wagon with mom until the brain went away. <laughs> you, you, I don't know if you I, played Little League Baseball. I, like I did when I was yeah. growing up, and those those clouds get dark and dangerous here. <laughs> well, Chuck, you play a lot of golf. You yeah. don't want to be on a golf course when the when No. Because I no. hear so many people get killed on golf courses by lightning. Absolutely. And so Tom's seven tips go along with what we were going to talk about, Thomas. So this is sporadic on my point, and and – just happened out of the blue when I reached for his book. But let's look at, he says, explore a hybrid, hybrid retirement. That's his step number three. Hybrid. Okay. Now, hybrid retirement is, now, what's a traditional retirement, Chuck? You, you retire from a company, and uh, you, you work for them for 30 years, and you retire, and then they start sending you a check a little smaller than what you were getting when you're working, but you're not working anymore. You're getting a check every single year. That's pretty cool. It's called a pension, isn't it? Absolutely. But we know one thing. Those are gone the way of the mongoose. There's not very many of them anymore. I don't talk to many people with true pensions anymore. Now, some people are funding their own pension through a company or a state employee where they take money out of your paycheck to fund your state retirement. Right. But with company pensions, you did not have to contribute on your own. That's right. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But if you would have contributed on your own, which I talked to a lot of people who have, they, they they were working for a company, they had a pension plan, and they established an outside retirement plan as well. So now they have three streams of income. Now, why did I say three? They get the company pension. They get the one that they designed on their own, and they also yeah. maximize their Social Security benefits. Correct. Right. So a hybrid retirement is basically taking what used to be and giving it to you today. Yeah. You can get your own pension just like you had, well, I think better than you had with companies by funding it yourself. Now, some mm-hmm. people, some of you listening are starting your own pension by having a 401k. Right. What's the problem with a 401k? Number one, not many choices. Sometimes okay. a lot of like 60 Minutes did an expose on 401k expenses and fees and hidden commissions built in. Years ago, it was like 18 different ones that don't have to be shown on your statement. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a very important statement scary. of a statement I just made because I've talked to several people over the years that say, Coach, you heard you on the radio talk about the, the expenses in 401k. Mine only has a 50 cent per quarter fee. 
<laughs> I said, well, let me see that statement. And they show it to me. I said, yeah, that's the fee they charge you to mail you the statement. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They're covering that's, every cost. That's about yeah. the only one they have yeah. to disclose. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Probably a dollar now because stamps are a little high. That's right. And, and then, then it's handling. What do you mean handling? Well, yeah. someone had to take it to the mailbox. And you can hear Financial Safari on a number of radio stations around the country as well as on Apple Podcast, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcast. You can go ahead and subscribe. We'll send it to you each and every week. You can give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. Financial Safari originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com, or you can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they perhaps can help you. At PIZZA. Next up, Paul Roberts in Biloxi, Mississippi. He's got cryptocurrency on his mind. In this clip, Paul and host Dave Perkins are discussing crypto regulations. Paul, I know this is for sure. It is kind of like the Wild West now, but the sheriff's coming into town at some point in the form of regulations. What are you seeing with that down the road? I can just tell you that is that is pretty much my greatest amusement over the next two to five years, I imagine, is um, I just love watching the central bankers and the governments around the world and everybody just having conniption fits, trying to figure out what to do. How do they go after this thing? Mm -hmm. How do they regulate it? Because the, the, the true intention of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is, let's be honest, is to undermine the central banking system. And I don't mean that in a negative way, undermine it. I mean, create a better, more free non-discriminatory, um, non-tracked and controlled financial world that cannot be manipulated. For instance, look at our, the U.S. fiat currency, you know, the U.S. dollar. Since the COVID outbreak, 40% of the U.S. dollars in circulation today have been printed since the COVID outbreak. So they have they have depreciated and devalued our dollar by somewhere between an estimated 28 and 32% in the last two and a half years. Well, the beauty of the cryptocurrency world is it's not a fiat currency. There's no central bank or no government in control of it. They right. can't simply turn on a printing press whenever they want. Huh. It is a rules-based environment. And they can only work within those rules. Nobody else can come in and change the rules. Nobody can manipulate it in any way. That's the true attraction to the crypto world. The good news for the world and the financial world going forward in this new world is it's too late. The genie's out of the bottle. It can't be stopped. They can't stop it. What they can do is they can tax you on it, right? They can deter you from utilizing it or, you know, deter your your gains and, and the use of it. One of the problems that we currently have with the crypto space is how they're coming in and taxing it because they're basically saying if you let's just make a a Bitcoin example here, right? Keep it simple. You buy Bitcoin, you don't owe any capital gains or any income tax on that Bitcoin as long as you hold it, just like other assets, like a stock or anything else. The problem with Bitcoin comes the taxation is getting too complex and they've got to figure out. A little better of a system because right now once you've bought that bitcoin the moment you sell it you either realize a capital gain or a capital loss but not only that the moment you transfer it to someone else and so that's why they're i think they're they put that part of the law in there because they're trying to deter people from utilizing cryptos and for them to take in on uh, becoming too popular and too strong for them to control so they say well, hey, if you transfer it to somebody else, that was a sale. And so now you got to realize capital gains. What that'll do is that will 
keep it from becoming a transaction-based currency. Well, then does that make it where now's the time to act on it in some form in your retirement plan, or should you wait and see? I think for most people out there, the best, the best, um, the best utilization for people saving for retirement or retiring today is to create an IRA or a Roth IRA. Okay, so you can we call a self-directed retirement account. There are many exchanges that that will allow you to do this. But you go in and you create an IRA account. Now that Bitcoin is inside the IRA, which just like stocks inside of your IRA, you don't realize capital gains. You can buy and sell them all day long, all you want, because it's a tax deferred account. So if you go and buy a crypto inside of a Roth IRA or an IRA, hey, you can trade it. You can get all the you can have all the gains okay. in the world that you want. There's no taxation, just like a regular retirement account, till you pull that money out the end. There certainly is a lot to know about crypto, how it works, how it doesn't work. Paul seems to have a handle on it. You can catch his show Saturday mornings at eight and Sunday mornings at ten on Biloxi's News Talk 104.9. You can also catch the show via podcast. Find it on Apple, iHeart, or wherever you download your podcasts. The website to visit is robertswealthms.com. robertswealthms.com. Pizza! Now, we're going to continue the cryptocurrency conversation, this time with Kevin Frisbee. And here, Kevin and I are talking about how the Federal Reserve is getting involved with crypto and how it could become our currency. I'm a, I'm a skeptic, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. If, if you look at what's going on, particularly in the last few weeks and the volatility of the markets and, and, and particularly volatility in Bitcoins and some of the cryptocurrencies, I, I, I'm a skeptic because I do believe that the Federal Reserve, the central bankers will step down and regulate and maybe not even allow a, a currency platform like that to exist at some point in the future. And the reason I said that is because at some point in the future, you're going to have the Federal Reserve roll out and launch what they call, what they're calling the Fed dollar. So it's going to be the digital currency, the United States. The Chinese yuan is already being established and being test run in three major provinces in China. The Japanese central bank signed off on, on agreeing to now create their own digital currency. The European Central Bank has already signed off on it. Uh, so you've got all these major central banks of the world saying, yep, we're all going to collectively uh, you know, create our digital currency and ultimately move in the direction of eliminating cash is what the whole intent is. Why is that? Well, number one, it's a tracking mechanism because if you if you eliminate cash, the theory that they have is you're going to eliminate organized crime. You're going to order, eliminate the, 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 the dollars that are traded for drugs and those type of things. You know that's not going to happen in that way. The criminals are always going to find a way to do what they do in their enterprises, but that's going to be the argument to convince people to accept more accept this this digital platform. And I think what's going on now with this crypto craze and the bitcoins of the world, it they're allowing it to happen right now to some degree so that it it it's conditioning us to learn about cryptos, hear about cryptos, it's conditioned us to accept it ultimately when the Federal Reserve comes out and rolls out their their Fed dollars what it's called. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean again the Fed dollar, I hadn't uh, that's that's an interesting thought. And, and you say that's probably going to happen. It's, it's That's what they're naming me. I, I'm following this wow. very closely. That's wow. the name of the, the, the Federal Reserve dollar, the Fed dollar. Here's the thing. Think about this. Jeff Chushan and I were just, just talking about this uh, just recently, and he because he's a Bitcoin kind of uh, expert, I would say, within okay. our organization. Sure. And so the commentary we talked about was, what's the, what's the benefit or the downside to the, the consumer, but what's the benefit to the, the the government, right, to control that currency to that degree? Well, we're spending money to the to the a rate we've never seen. They're printing money that they're not slowing down. They're actually accelerating what they're printing for money. So let's say you put 
and, and, and it's, you're not going to have an option. Everything goes onto the digital platform. And let's say now they need to pay, uh, pay off some of the debt or some of the interest on the debt. And you transfer $100 of your asset uh, from cash dollars to the digital platform. They could come in and say, well, overnight, your, your dollar is only worth 95 cents tomorrow because we need to pay some of the debt. So now they've got access to our money. Wow. And, and so you think about that. I mean, that's yeah, the, I just that's was. The, wow. <laughs> yeah. So but my point is, if you go start to read some of the articles of the design and the, and the, and the, and the purpose of creating that digital currency, it's not just about the control and, and trying to eliminate organized crime and, and trying to, you know, it's all it's all about control and taxing, but also having the ability to go into your bank account in a drop of a hat and and shave off a couple, 3% of everybody's account to pay the, the interest on the debt that they're creating. Wow. Fed dollar. Keep your eyes open for more on that one. We'll keep you up to date as we can. You can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine. You can also catch him every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car Radio program as Kevin offers his insight to the market for the week. You can also find all the radio and TV shows, yes, he does television as well, at frisbeebenefits.com. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E, benefits with an S, dot com. You can find him on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. You can subscribe to it. We'll take care of sending it to you each and every week. Call him here, 800-662-6808, or text pizza to 600-700. Pizza! Now, here's Dave Perkins with a trip back in time to 1979. What were you doing? Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. 1979. The China Syndrome. On March 16th that year, the movie The China Syndrome was released in theaters. It was about a nuclear plant that came very close to a meltdown. But a government official said that a breakdown in an atomic power plant in Pennsylvania today is probably the worst nuclear reactor accident to date. Twelve days later, in a real-life situation, a partial meltdown of a nuclear reactor occurred at Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania. Talk about unintentional but effective movie marketing. Later in 1979, the Ayatollah Khomeini returned and Iran became an Islamic state. Soon after, Americans were taken hostage at the U.S. Embassy, and TV created a news show around it, hosted by Ted Koppel. This is an ABC News special, The Iran Crisis, America Held Hostage. It would later become Nightline. Pink Floyd released The Wall in late 1979. It was one of those themed rock opera albums. We don't need no education. So for all who think the only music in 1979 was disco, well, there you go. We don't need no Before many of the young fans could get in, there was tragedy. Tragedy struck in Cincinnati when 11 fans were killed and dozen injured at a concert by The Who. People are gathering over at Fountain Square with candlelight and remembrance of friends lost in the night. This terrible event was featured in a special episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. The yearly inflation rate was 11.2%. In October 1979, in an effort to battle high inflation, Fed Chairman Paul Volcker drastically raised the federal funds rate, and with that, interest on mortgages and everything else. Oil prices in 1979 increased around the world, leading to panic buying and the infamous gas lines. Movies included Alien, Kramer vs. Kramer, and Superman, who will now spin around the Earth at the speed of light and take us back to the present. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement.
<laughs> what a time that was. It was the end of disco and the beginning of hair bands. I can't wait till we get to the mid-80s. Pizza! Now, back to the advisors. This time, it's Mike Levy talking with host Teresa Opeka about life insurance, even for single people. But, you know, there's a lot of things that that, that need to be addressed. Um, you know, do you need life insurance? If you're now, if you're now single... You have no dependents. Do, do you need life insurance? Um, well, maybe you don't need life insurance for for the death benefit aspect of it, but don't overlook the fact that life insurance for a living person has a lot of great tax benefits. And we talked about long-term care or nursing home. Um, what about terminal illness care or critical care? Um, life insurance could be a solution for those where you could build up cash value, use the tax code to your advantage, and and this is something that uh, over the years you build up enough, enough cash value um, or have a long term care rider on the policy uh, where while you're living, you can enjoy the benefits of a life insurance policy. So so these are things that single individuals may, may want to take a look at. Um, it can also be used as a supplemental retirement plan, a way to build cash value in a life insurance policy where you can access it tax free. Uh, we use life insurance sometimes as an alternative to Roth conversions. And uh, it's something that uh, we, we definitely would like to take a look at. So um, the fact that you're single um, doesn't mean you, you don't need to plan. You, you need to plan probably more so if you're single because you have you have different situations that, that, that come to the forefront. Life insurance has certainly come a long way over the years. Good to know. You can hear America's Retirement Show with Mike Levy on News Talk 99.5 FM WRNO in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Mike is with Cornerstone Wealth Advisors. Pizza! Now, let's meet this week's broker behaving badly. This guy is a real piece of work. The Financial Safari News Network presents Brokers Behaving Badly. Now this one should be called Broker Continues to Behave Badly Even After He Was Barred. It's the story of Brian McQuaid of Maryland, where he allegedly called himself an investment advisor through Columbia Financial Advisors, where from June of 2018 through August of 2021, he stole hundreds of thousands of dollars from a nonprofit organization for U.S. veterans. The unnamed foundation provides services to combat and military veterans in the U.S. McQuaid allegedly got the money from clients telling them he would manage their investment accounts. But alas, no, the ill-gotten gain was never invested. It went straight to McQuaid's personal accounts. In all, prosecutors say, the nonprofit wired McQuaid $750,000 to invest on their behalf, purportedly in a brokerage account. Never happened. Instead, it was used for dining, country club dues, multiple mortgages, luxury car payments, and other personal items. The U.S. Attorney's Office says McQuaid even provided the foundation with bogus account statements. A two-count indictment charging him with wire fraud was opened when McQuaid was arrested. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, if convicted, he'll face up to 20 years in prison. Brian McQuaid is 70 years old. So far, the foundation has been unable to recover any of the funds allegedly stolen by McQuaid. His financial career began in 2003. Then in 2017, the state of Maryland revoked his registration for not properly renewing his investment advisor and IAR in a timely manner. He was ultimately barred from operating in the state 
yet he continued to operate and take other people's money, and in this case, took money from veterans. No trial date has been set, but we'll keep an eye on this one, let you know just how much prison time he receives. Just one more reason to make sure you're dealing with a true fiduciary and make BrokerCheck part of your vetting process in deciding what advisor you choose to work with. You know, of all the brokers behaving badly I've done, this one probably the most egregious. Pizza! One more clip, this pizza will be complete. And for that, we turn to Brian Quaranta and Retirement U Radio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Here, Brian and I are talking about the new rules regarding inherited IRAs. Let's lay the groundwork here. So if you're leaving your IRA to your spouse, we don't have a concern here because we still have a spousal exemption uh, on their current tax law, which means that your spouse can inherit your IRA, no taxes, no penalties. They will be required to take distributions should should they be in the uh, age bracket that they would qualify to have to start taking those required minimum distributions, which again have to be done correctly because remember, if you are required to take distributions out of an IRA account and you fail to do it, it's a 50% penalty. Holy cow, 50%? 50%. That's Ooh. right. So if you were required to take $10,000 out and you didn't do it, $5,000 mistake. So let's not do that. Let's not. Uh, do that. Especially now, since you've heard that here on Retirement New Radio, you should never make that mistake. Or if you want to avoid the mistake completely, call Secure Money Advisors. And that's certainly something we can help you with. But with that being said, let's talk about a child, maybe one of your kids inheriting your IRA, 401k, 403b, any retirement account that's been in tax deferred status. So let's suppose that you have two kids and um, you want to leave the IRA to the kids. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine. So you die. Both you and your spouse are gone. You die. The kids get the IRA money. Under, Under the tax law prior to the SECURE Act being signed into law, what we were able to do is allow those children to receive that IRA in the form of what we call an inherited IRA, and they wouldn't have to pay any taxes. Now, they would be required to start taking a distribution immediately in the year that they receive it. Now, that distribution could be spread out over their lifetime under their life expectancy. And this is a uh, what we call the RMD for an inherited IRA. You can find that on the IRS's website. But Ultimately, what would happen is that the child would be able to inherit, let's say you had $500,000 and the child inherits $500,000, that child would be able to stretch those distributions out over the course of their life. So let's suppose $500,000, maybe your child's 39, 40 years old when they inherit it, the IRS would say, hey, the only amount of money that you need to take out of this $500,000 IRA is about $13,000. And we're going to require that you pay taxes on the 13000 The rest of the money can stay in here and grow tax deferred. And then you need to do that every single year. Well, what would happen is we would defer the tax bill for so long and stretch it out with these distributions that we would actually win based on basic math alone, right? So the advantage was in the beneficiary owner's uh, advantage, not the IRS's advantage. Well, they changed that. And they said, look, if you inherit an IRA now, we're not going to let you uh, distribute it over your lifetime. You're going to need to either take it out immediately or you can take distributions over 10 years or you have to take it all out in 10 years, which creates a massive taxable event for the family. 
Good stuff to be aware of as you get closer to retirement for sure. And you can catch Brian's show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on 94.5 3WS in Pittsburgh or on the iHeartRadio app, the website securemoneyadvisors.com. That's securemoneyadvisors.com. You can reach Brian and the team by calling them here, 800-662-6808, or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Well, there you have it, episode 120. A financial pizza is complete, nicely done, all ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, subscribe to it. It will automatically be in your podcast collection. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Amazon, just wherever you get a podcast, you can find Financial Pizza. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. There's plenty of pizza to go around. Hey, remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them at 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 600-700. And I've got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. If you'd like to reach me, email steve at financialpizza.com. Find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Thanks to Dave Perkins and Teresa Opeka for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and it originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.